Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. Good evening. So we're going to start tonight in the book of Leviticus. Show of hands. Have you heard of the book of Leviticus before? Okay. Show of hands if you are excited about the book of Leviticus. Good. Good. Okay. So Leviticus chapter 1 verse 1. The Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting. He says, speak to the Israelites and say to them, when anyone among you brings an offering to the Lord, bring as your offering an animal from either the herd. Good evening. I had some of y'all food, didn't I? Y'all falling asleep already. Who fell asleep already? You look, you look tired already. You're too relaxed, man. You're too relaxed. Good evening. Good evening. Oh, man, y'all have no energy. I thought I was in here with kids. Any kids in here? Good evening. It's Sunday night. We can't start the week off tired. Y'all ready to have a good week? Y'all ready to have a good week? So I am excited to be here. It is a privilege and an honor to spend time with you every night this week. We're going to get to know each other a little bit. We're going to hopefully get to know more about ourselves and about the God who created us, to learn about what it means to have the world out of control and how God sees all that. Um, I want to let you know a couple of things. One is I don't like to talk too long. But if you fall asleep, if you fall asleep, I'm going to start reading the book of Leviticus. Deal? Deal. So if you fall asleep, my 15-minute talk's going to go to 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes. Y'all better watch him. You see him right here? Look, he looks too relaxed. He's comfortable already. Watch him. Don't let him fall asleep or we're going to be here all night. So my name is George Hopkins. You're going to get to know me again throughout the week. Um, I like to introduce my family every time I'm here because my family comes with me. Uh, They're a big part of who I am and what I do. So I want to take a a, a moment to introduce to you my family. Uh, First, I'm going to start with... uh, my wife, Stephanie, this is an out-of-control picture of who she is. You'll see her walking around. If you see them, please say hello. But that's my wife of 12 years, Stephanie Hopkins. And then next, we have my eldest daughter, my oldest daughter, Sophia. That's when I told her to take a picture of what she thinks of out-of-control. That's the silly picture that she took at the age of 10. And then next, my daughter, Shiloh, who is 8. That's her picture of what the world looks like being out-of-control. That's, that's adorable, though, isn't it? That's really cute, isn't it? Did it melt anybody's heart? Yeah, anybody's heart? All right, last one is my son. Who? <laughs> that's my son, Gabriel. He is five years old. So you might see them walking around with me. If you see them, please say hello. We're here. We, we love to be with you, to see you, get to know you. So hopefully you get to know me, but also at the same time, you get to know our family this week. Cool? So anybody know the theme for this week? Why did you raise your hand? This is out of control. We're not going to do things with order. That's what I'm talking about. Out of control this week. We're going to be talking about it some, and again, we're going to have some fun. We're going to hopefully learn some things. When I think of the world being out of control, the word that comes to my mind is chaos. And most of us have experienced things out of control. I don't know anybody in here who likes their backyard. If you have a backyard at home, if you have parents that garden, maybe you garden. This happens in my house at my backyard. If I'm in the backyard and I'm cutting the grass and I'm taking care of it, it is good. But the moment I stop cutting my grass, chaos happens in my backyard. 
It can rain really heavy. And you know what happens? You know what grows in my backyard? If I want a beautiful rose, I got to work at it. I got to plant it. I got to water it. I got to take care of it or that beautiful rose will die. It takes all this effort. But you know what takes no effort to grow in my yard? Weeds. I don't got to do anything. I don't even want them to be there. But when it rains, I have to do nothing. I have to work at it. I have to do nothing. But if I don't work at it, guess what? Weeds pop up everywhere. And I actually have to work at getting rid of them. This is how I think the world is about chaos. Chaos is the absence of peace. And when we are not there working in the the yard, when we're not there taking care of the yard, weeds, chaos just grows up. You understand what I'm talking about because most of us, if you go home and you open your bedroom door, you would see chaos. Yeah. You know, some of y'all have issues keeping your room clean. I have three kids and I was a kid at one point. Our room's a mess, but you know how you think. Everything's on the floor, but guess what? I know where everything is. Anybody ever had that thought? I know exactly. That shirt I'm thinking about, it might not be folded, but I know it's right there in the corner. It doesn't matter. Your room is in chaos. It is out of control. Chaos, out of control, it is the absence of peace. Disorder is the absence of order. And so I want to talk to you this week, a whole week, about what it means to have chaos in our world. You know, the band tonight did a really, really good job, and I didn't know they were going to be here this week. And when I came here tonight, they said, hey, we got a band here, and they're from a local church called Life Point Church. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I know the pastors at Life Point Church. And as I started thinking about things that are chaotic, I realized that I met the pastors at Life Point Church at a very chaotic moment in my life. About three years ago, Three years ago, there was something that happened in Baltimore. I'm from Baltimore City. I um, I serve as a pastor in Baltimore City. And three years ago, there was something chaotic that happened. People have different words for it. Some people say it was a riot. Some people call it uprising. But there was some chaos that happened in my city. And in the midst of that chaos, I went down to the heart of all that was happening. Right. So one night there was things happening. I drive down to where it was happening and there's a police line right across the street, about 30 or 40 police officers lined up shoulder to shoulder, blocking everybody from walking down the street. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Behind that line of police officers was a CVS. The whole thing was on fire. Next to the CVS was something that used to be a police car. It was burned, and it was no longer a police car. And in front of that burned police car was a row of police officers standing shoulder to shoulder. And in front of those police officers were a lot of people who were angry. It was a tense, tense moment. And I went down there because I felt like the Lord had called me to be there to be a person of peace. Chaos is the absence of peace. If you go into scriptures, the word peace is a word actually called shalom. Shalom means nothing missing, nothing broken. Shalom means nothing missing, nothing broken. Shalom means nothing, nothing. Shalom means nothing and nothing. And so when Jesus uses the word peace, he's actually using the word shalom, which means nothing missing, nothing broken. So I go down there. I have many stories I could tell you of my experience, but I'm going to just tell you one. I get down there and all this chaos is happening and I'm saying to God, I feel like you're calling me to do something right now, but I'm also scared. Can I be honest with y'all? I wasn't just scared. I was scared. If you don't know about that, that's like another level above scared, right? I was scared because all this chaos was happening. And as all this chaos is happening, I felt the Lord calling me to do something. And I felt like he was calling me to walk up to the police. And so I approach the police officers. Again, it's about 30 or 50 of them standing shoulder to shoulder, and they're here, and they have all this gear on. And I start to walk towards the police line at one corner, and I got about this far away, and the cop looked at me, and he said, what do you want? 
And now I was more than scared. I was like, uh, I just want to pray for you. And I walked up to the police line. And he stood there. And I said, the Lord bless you and keep you. And I went to the next, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And I walked along the whole line. And then people who were down the middle of the line, they didn't hear what I was saying because it was so loud. And as I walked past every police officer, I prayed that same prayer over every single one. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And the police officers down there were staring at me because they had no idea what I was doing. And they were staring at me because they were all so in the defense mechanism. And when I got close and they heard the words I was praying, I could see their eyes relax. And they would realize they went from being defensive to like, thank you. And I kept praying, may the Lord bless you and keep you. I went down the whole line in the middle of the crowd and prayed over every single police officer. Now, at first I was scared, and then my fear left me. And not only did my fear leave me, as I walked past each police officer and prayed over them, I watched the fear leave their eyes too. You know, if we're gonna talk about chaos, can we be honest as we can talk about chaos? That was a chaotic moment. I believe that God calls his people to go toward chaos and bring his peace. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? I believe that when chaos happens in the world, God hasn't called us to say, huh, there's chaos. I got to get out of here. I believe he calls us to say, there's chaos, and I've given you peace, and I want you to go toward it. I'm going to end with a scripture tonight. We got many nights together. I'm going to talk more about these things, but I wanted to just lay some foundation here that God has called all of us in a chaotic world, in chaotic families, and sometimes now chaotic personal lives. He's called all of us to receive his peace, and not just to receive it, but then to go to chaotic places and bring peace into that chaotic relationship, into that chaotic school, into that chaotic community. He's called you to go. I want to read these words from Jesus as I close. I'm not going to put them on the screen. I want you to hear these words. Jesus says this to his disciples. He's about to die soon, and the people who followed him, he sits together. He gives them this hype talk. He gets them real ready to live life, really courageous. And he says this, a time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered. Each of you will go to your own home. You will leave me alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. Here's Jesus' pep talk. All of us who are together, things about to get real crazy and chaotic, and all of us will scatter apart. That's not Jesus. That's not a, that's not a good message. But then he says this right after. He says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Anybody remember what shalom means? Nothing, nothing. When he says, I've told you these things, that you will be scattered so that in me you may have peace. That word is actually shalom. I'm telling you that in this world you have chaos, you will be scattered. Hard times are coming, but I'm telling you so that you won't look for peace in chaos, that you will only find this peace in me. I've told you these things, that you may have peace. For in this world, Jesus says, you will have trouble. It is guaranteed that in this world, you will have trouble. It is guaranteed that in this world, you will see things out of control. It is guaranteed that in this world, you will experience chaos. But Jesus says, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. He's saying to his disciples, I'm not going to protect you from the chaos of the world. You will experience it. But he says, in the midst of it, I'm telling you that you'll experience it so that you will look to me. Because when you look to me, I will give you shalom. Nothing, nothing. We're going to talk about that all week this week. Does that sound good to y'all? Good news.
Let me pray for us. Look at that. How was that? Was that quick? Was that good? Anybody fall asleep? Who fell asleep? Let me see who fell asleep. I'm, I'm checking. Anybody fall asleep? Watch your eyes, man. Watch your eyes. You awake? You awake? He's awake. Anybody else fall asleep? All right, so I can, I can, I can stop them. You awake? You want me to keep talking? I, I, I would. I'm, I'm kind of, that's my, that's my teaser. We got a lot more coming up this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. But I do want to pray for you before we end. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I do thank you. I thank you for every person in here. I thank you for the beginning of a great week. This is only Sunday. We have no uh, idea what you have in store for us for this week. But I do pray that you will prepare our hearts and our minds uh, to understand the peace that Christ promised to us. Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Give us a good understanding of the chaos, not only in this world or in our community, but even the places of chaos in our own lives. And Lord, may you address it. May you bring peace. May we find peace in you. But Lord, for right now, tonight, tonight, will you prepare our hearts to receive whatever you desire to reveal to us, to teach us, and however you desire to shape us. We devote this night and the rest of our days this week to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.